Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, Tom Foolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people today in the studio. First off, my co-host. Saul Thompson. Hey, everybody. Uh, hope Saul. you're doing well, staying healthy during quarantine, kind of all of the all of the basics that we've been <laughs> repeating over the past couple of, couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think nine weeks at this point, so they're, they're used yeah. to the intros. <laughs> And uh, additionally, in the studio, we have someone who uh, needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to define exactly what he does because he does so many different things. He is a model. He's an influencer. He co-founded a record label. Just an artist as a whole. We have Bushy, a.k.a. Bushy Brow, ETH, a.k.a. Ethan. Oh, thank you, Kate. Welcome right, to thank the pod, oh. oh, Thank you for having me, honestly. honestly. Happy you. to have you. How have you been? Oh, yeah, I've been really good. Can't complain. Um, just trying to keep myself as um, proactive as possible, really. Um, trying to actually get more organized. I think I'm more organized yeah. now than I was before. I feel like That's I was li- losing life as an excuse to be disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah man. Definitely, How uh, about you guys? Uh, good. I mean, of course, we've all, <laughs> we've all been better, but uh, I'm just doing what I can during this. I think you brought up organization. That's a big part of it. I started this off and I was so disorganized just trying to figure yeah. out like my new routine, but it's gotten better. Uh, yeah. Just trying to structure out my day a little bit better and make sure I exercise and yeah. record and all that stuff. So it's been all right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I think when it first started, I was like waking up at like, I was going to bed at like six. And at some point, I was like, I need to start living a normal life because this, this is not going to, this is a book I'm having. This is going to be horrible to get out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think about breaking this, it's going to be way harder. Because like normally I get up super early to go to the gym and yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm waking up like two hours later than I used to. Mm. Yeah, but, it's, it's Carol. Carol? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, we are a, we're a fashion podcast, so we'd love to start this off with a little fit check, see what you're wearing today. Um, literally today, I'm just chilling. I'm wearing like, uh, it's just like a Farah t-shirt, and then I just got on some like, uh, what joggers are they? Ah, how did I turn the camera again? And then I just got on some, I even, wait, that's the wrong thing. Okay. I haven't used this in a while, as you can tell. No! <laughs> That's not what I meant to do. Man's taking screenshots. That's not what it was. All right, cool. And then I'm wearing some, like, um, Perry Ellis trousers that I'm trying to show, but it's not letting me. Oh, nice. Yeah, some, like, Perry Ellis trousers. I like the colors like, on those. Yeah, they're, like, really cool. I usually wear, like, the full tracksuit, but it just depends. It's just, like, cozy things today. I just didn't really bother to do much. I haven't really been out other than to the shop today to, like, make some food, and that was about it. Gotcha. So, so that was nice. About that. Nice. Saul, so how what about, about you, John? Oh. oh, you go first, Doc. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, woke up a couple of hours ago, made myself some breakfast. Um, I'm in kind of my normal fit, no shoes, because uh, I've just been walking around the house. A pair of Selvage Denim from Studio Dartisan. Uh, it's their 40th anniversary pair uh, called Gold. Um, I'm trying to break these in. They are still kind of uncomfortable, but I'm hoping to get them to a point where they are as cozy as my other pair um and i'm wearing a shirt that i got in paris two summers ago it's got a bunch of bulldogs all over it um i had a bulldog at the time um, oh, cool. and i found it in a small kind of like tailor store 
Um, it was in the window on a mannequin, and I walked in and I I asked to buy it in the most broken French that you could imagine. Um, <laughs> they ended up selling it to me, um, and I don't think anybody else in the world has this shirt because I think it was made as a joke. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah. I love stuff like that. I love stuff like oh, that. I've got sure. like a, I've got like a Looney Tunes like leather jacket that I found in some charity shop like years ago. And yeah, it's in like such good condition, and it's just, and it's just so one of a kind, which is the best bits. Like, yeah, yeah, I have something like that too. I've got like an old Power Rangers jacket from some oh, like live event awesome. they did. Oh. It's from back in the nineties. Um, I apologize, I don't have a webcam on this computer, so I, I can't show it off. But uh, it's all yeah, right. It's all right. It's pretty sick. Um, I'll I'll DM the group chat a picture of it afterwards. <laughs> okay, sick, sick, sick. But uh, my fit today, uh, work day for me, so dressed up a little bit just for Zoom meetings and stuff. I've got a Camp Color shirt on. It's got, like, lemons and vines all over it. It's a navy blue base. Big fan of this one. I'm not actually sure where it's from. Uh, pants. Okay. I've got a pair of Isimiyaki pleats. Uh, okay, sick. Those are pretty cool. Super comfortable. And then on foot, we've got the all-time classic Birkenstocks, a.k.a. the Pottenstocks, hey. that I've worn for, like, every single episode. <laughs> good They're good luck at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it must be. So, yeah. concluding Fit Check, obviously a, a staple of a fashion podcast. Yes. Um, we are going to move into, as John likes to say, the meat and potatoes. Uh, we've written up some yes, questions. Sir. We're gonna get uh, Ethan or Bushy's uh, perspective, his his okay. his thoughts, um, learn a little bit more about him along the way. Um, yeah, and I guess without okay, further ado, so- we'll jump right into him. All so, right. you start us off, Saw. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask. So, what inspired you to create your your Instagram account? You've been around for for quite a long time. I think all the way back in like twenty. 16 or 2015 is when you created it yeah yeah around them times yeah well i used to have this other account before and then um i had like what's called i think my my i think my grandma must have died and i wanted to just like restart everything and i feel like that i feel like my old account was a bit too serious so i wanted to make something that like i guess was a bit more i guess a bit more quirky and it's a bit more like fun, like, and like I could like cater into like the different things I was doing at the time or whatever. I never really expected to turn into what I did, but I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> that's just life. And then so that's what I went with. And I guess at the time I was already in like a a little like fashion collective, and that like helped me meet more people. And then it kind of just started spiraling from there, really. So nice, yeah. Yeah, you've seen yeah. some some great growth throughout the years for sure. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. So that's that's pretty much the story. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at him now. Um, Let me see. On the topic of fashion, what initially got you into fashion, and uh, when did you get into fashion? Um, I think it was around that time, about 2015, 2016. Um, well, I've been into it, like since college times because I feel okay. like. Um, I was I became one of those people in my era who started dressing a bit different and, and the first everyone was like, What are you doing? And then I guess later on <laughs> we like we like through like Tumblr and other things we met some we met this mm. guy named like Charlie and we started hanging out with him and then me and one of my other friends who was quite into fashion, 
um, started like working with him as a stylist and then I used to like assist and then so during that time I started to end up meeting a lot of people so in a way it was kind of and during that time a lot of us were dancing so it kind of came from that I think it was like a okay. common interest within I think the dance community in London at the time and then more people from the dance community got involved into fashion and then it just kind of went on from there so yeah that was how we ended up in it really so that's sick and did that um, did that lead into you co-founding your record record label? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, well, the record label kind of came. That actually really, really came by accident. Um, well, not for me. Well, well, for, well, for me. Um, I get, the other guys <laughs> who I found it with was they was already on the way to find to find that to do that anyway. But like um, me and my best friend Asaro were like um, we used to be in like this group before. And okay. They were doing quite well, and but we just we had a it towards like basically just was younger. How old was we was at this time? I'm trying to work out. This was like 2017. This is like when I first like started getting back into music. I used to make music when I was like really young, and it was something mm. I never really thought I was gonna get back into. And then I must have just been at the studio one day with everyone just mucking about because I used to just go to the sessions. I used to be just the guy just just there at the sessions having fun. Mm-hmm. like and one day i must have just got really lit and i just jumped on the mic and just did a freestyle and the manager was there and was like mm, oh this guy's this guy's decent so i ended up in that group <laughs> <Sick>. for, <laughs> i ended up in that group for a bit um did a couple shows with them then my boy and like the the main guy had like a like a a big issue like just basically just it was basically everyone decided that they were is at the point where everyone was young um everyone was just getting letting getting let to do what they wanted everyone decided that they were kind of like rock stars and stuff so people people's egos clashed and people fell out and then because it was my best friend i decided to like leave with him and then we just ended up in the end making our own thing it wasn't i just it wasn't even like intentional he'd already started it i didn't make okay. music for a little while after that and then he hit me up and he was like yo um Nah, man, like, don't let... Because obviously, I think my original thing was more in that group. I used to rap, and it's like, nah, man, I've known this guy since I was, like, since year seven, man. This guy can sing. We're going to get him to start singing on our songs. So that's actually how I ended up getting back into the the thing, and then we ended up starting the label from there, really. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, yeah, so, you are uh, quite the multifaceted artist. <laughs> doing oh, everything. Thank you, man. I don't know. I, I, I think it, it. I was a mess when I was younger, so I think like doing lots of different things actually benefited me later on. I For think sure. at the time, my family was my family was really worried about me. It was like, <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> if you if you just know how to focus, what, what, how is he gonna get anywhere? Yeah. So, yeah, so it worked out in the end, I guess. So it did. <laughs> so bringing this back a little bit into the realm of fashion and focusing in on that, you've you've modeled for Adidas. I think you've been part of like Nike campaigns as well. You've yeah. Walked on the runway. You've been on the cover of multiple magazines. Featured in too many more, I guess, to count. Um, <laughs> what's been your favorite shoot or your favorite brand to work with? Uh, I think my favorite brand to work with. Um, I think there's been a couple. I really like. I used to really like working with a uh, laser and. High Beast. I love working with High Beast. Um, it was really cool. I used to work with them like on like a monthly basis at one point. Not oh, so wow. much now, but um, in the past, like I did a lot more 
Um, I still help out sometimes with like bits and bobs to do with them, but that's more in like the, I think the production side of things. Um, but I think definitely Hypebeast and uh, and the Nike shoot. The Nike shoot was like, oh, the Nike shoot and the Dicky shoot. The Nike one was just weird. Like I think for me, I just I still haven't really wrapped my head around it. it when I, when we were shooting it, <laughs> when we were shooting it, it was so weird. It was like a different life to like my normal modeling shoots where. I, have to get myself there. They sent me at Addison Lee every morning to take me to the shoot. Wow. And I did like three days. And then I did one day at their studio of like e-commerce. And then afterwards, they gave me Addison Lee to take me home. And then I, there was like, I was going somewhere. And it's like, yeah, man, the Addison Lee will just take you wherever you need to go. I was like, what? I was like, what is going on? I was like, I was <laughs> so baffled about all of it. And then we must have like, and then when we were shooting, we had like a trailer to get changed in. And like a trailer that would like drive us to location. It was just so odd. I was just like, what is this? What is going on? It was just <laughs> such a, a surreal shoot to be on. And also, I thought I was going to die because I think at this time, yeah, I think at this time I was still smoking cigarettes. I was like, stop now. But like, and they made, I hadn't like done like proper exercise in ages. And they made me like have to learn how to run properly. And I actually thought I was going to die. I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> And I think I went, I think I must have gone out that evening. And I think I went out that evening and I got smashed and I couldn't walk the next day. It was horrible. I was like, I was hung, I was hung over and I was in pain. I literally couldn't walk. Like, it was oh, no. horrible. It took me, it took me like half an hour to get that down the road. <laughs> oh my God. So it was, it was eventful. It was very, I think that was definitely one of the most like surreal shoots I've done. And then the Dickies one was quite weird as well because like, it was amazing. But it was just such a surreal experience to be like in like in Sweden in the middle of nowhere, and especially to work in a company like Dickies. Like yeah. the fact that I'm like we used to dance and we used to, and we skated and all that stuff. Like we I we adored Dickies. So when I got the chance to like do the campaign, I was just like, I guess I was just baffled the whole time about what was going on. That and it was absolutely freezing. It was like minus <laughs> two half the time I was there because like. Um, in Sweden, it doesn't get like it doesn't get warm until like April, and it was like okay. March. So like this was like yeah, was, yeah. So it was it was freezing. Beauty and is it was pain. like in the middle of the woods <laughs> and just like doing the most. Uh, honestly, honestly. So I think yeah, they were like definitely my most interesting shoots that I've done, and like the most like surreal ones in all honesty. So yeah, yeah. and the night one was weird as well because it just was absolutely everywhere. And I think when you get told it's going to be everywhere, you don't actually believe it until, like, you see it, so. Did you ever get yeah. to, like, show it off to people on the street? Like, point to it and be like, that's me. Yeah, because it, it was in the... The Nike one was absolutely everywhere at one point, so mm -hmm. there was there was a point where I could go into, like, any Nike store, and it would be in that one. I was like, that's, that's so, so weird. sick. That, that would so be weird. super surreal. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about seeing my face in a Nike store. It'd be kind of scary at first. It's weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think over time, people think you get used to it. I was like, no, it's still a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit weird. I was like, oh, okay. And then like, oh, and like, I don't know. It was just, it was just weird. I was just like, I can't. I couldn't really believe it. It was just mad. So yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you're a pretty trendy guy. What is a fashion trend that you'd like to see make a comeback? Hmm. What was it? I was thinking of something the other day. Um, 
there's been a lot of things coming back already. Um, mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like definitely, like, the 90 skate shoes, I think they're not on the way back anyway, but I feel like some of the more, like, low-key companies, like, from, yeah. like, the back in the 90s, definitely, I feel like, are going to make, like, a comeback. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There was something else I was thinking about, because a lot of things have been coming back lately. Um, oh, people really started wearing headbands again. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, like, uh, what is that? I'm trying to think. There's been a couple, there's been loads of things, and I think, like, very... Like very subtly coming back, like I think like trousers started getting baggier again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like different, like I guess different fits of things. There's been a, quite a strong like nineties and eighties influence with like the the patterns and different things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think people are gonna like start like wearing. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think like more. Um, like more, not just workwear, but like um, I think more mountaineering brands. We're seeing like a lot of mountaineering yeah. brands have been getting quite big, like in the the trainer world and stuff like For that. Sure. Like how like how Jordans were getting big back in the day. So I thought there'll be a lot more of that, and there's gonna be a lot of more interesting collaborations, I guess, in like yeah. in, in the next years or so. so. Are you a fan of the mountaineering stuff coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like some of it, not all of it, but some of it. Um, <laughs> I feel like, and it and it does tie in well, I think, with like, um, like I think, like streetwear in a way, because it's it's sure. still wearable and it's durable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially for guys, it makes a bit more sense because like we like to wear things that last rather than like just any old thing. Like we like mm-hmm. quality, so we don't just wear things like one night and then just that that shit. Where we like a pair of jeans that fit good and you can wear multiple things so for sure for sure so you are a stylish person if you had to classify or describe your personal style how would you do so um i would say it's like in between like um like i think it's like I don't know. I'd probably call it like skate hip hop. I don't have no other way to describe okay. it. I really think. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Like I think a bit of like a bit of both. Like I feel like that that era of where like um, I feel like that because I feel like I think back in there I think I used to dress a bit more um, odd future, but I think it's okay. just calmed down over the it's calmed down over the years and it's a bit more like I think relaxed and laid back quite like these days probably gotcha. i think the most mm-hmm. flashy thing i'll probably wear nowadays is like a a jacket or a hat or if i'm or if, or if like or if i get hold of like a really cool track suit or something like that so yeah sure yeah none of those giant like osiris shoes from the, the old old skating days oh yeah osiris shoes are cool though I, i've i've yeah. been i did want to get hold of them because i've been wearing like i've been skating in dc's quite a lot lately yeah um it's really comfortable because oh. I don't know. I feel like, especially after hurt my leg, I feel like there's a bit more. I feel like the night screws just feel a bit more safe. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, I do. You I do find skating land. in vans. Vans a bit scary sometimes. Like oh, I just because yeah. sometimes I do kickflips and I feel like my foot's just gonna just like come, just gonna just I don't know. <laughs> my back foot's just gonna <laughs> disappear or something like that. So <laughs> nice. And um, 
how has your personal style like evolved through the years? I mean, like before you became this model, uh, were you doing the same thing or has it, I mean, you've talked about how you were more into odd future style back in the day, but even before that, like how has it progressed throughout the years? Yeah, I feel like it's just become more relaxed. I feel like nowadays I think um, um, I've been like wearing like lots of different brands and just okay. like, I guess, experimenting more with different things. But I feel like in the past, my, my style was quite like vintage before I could get a hold of a lot of things. And then mm. I think right now I'm in like the process of just refining things. I know in the future I want to mm. have like a lot more um, rare pieces and like um, high quality items. Not necessarily even expensive or even hype, but just more um, quality items and yeah. things that I can wear in like different ways and stuff like that, really. So, yeah. Definitely. Mm, so. For sure. So you are obviously a model, an influencer. Um, you've kind of been able to go behind the scenes and, and see things that, you know, people necessarily wouldn't be able to, to know or see themselves mm. uh, kind of looking from the outside. Uh, what's something about the fashion world that you've experienced uh, that you don't think a lot of people would know or appreciate? Um, it's, it's hard to make money than people think is, is in like I feel like I feel like especially as like I don't know I think especially it's a lot more artsy than people think it is. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like people just think it's like a lot of money just rolling around, but like I feel like there's a lot more there's a lot more that has to be done to like make returns within the industry and like if you don't like I think learn how to maneuver it will be very hard it's very hard to get places because I feel like a lot of people make the mistakes in the industry thinking that they can do everything by themselves but it's one of those like really tight industries where if you don't know how to like I guess work with people it's gonna be it's very hard to like move up or maneuver yeah yeah for sure well, if Saul and I ever become yeah. models, we'll take that advice. Right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, be, be friends with your bookers, man. They're shout at them. Yeah. Meet them. <laughs> so. so in this world of fashion where new collaborations are coming out every day, pretty much, it seems like, mm. uh, we've seen some good ones. We've seen some not so good ones. What is your dream collab that you'd love to see? Hmm. I feel like it's happened already. Yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think it was because there's actually two collabs that were actually quite cool that I got hold of and I was really gassed about. Um, I think the Dot Martin and Bape collab was awesome. Mm. Like the second. Those are crazy. Second, the second ones were so much better than the first ones, although they hurt my feet. But I don't care. They're actually <laughs> such such cool trainers. Like the first time I wore them, I got disgusting blisters. But um, it shows that they've gone back to the old Dot Martin quality anyway. So. And then, even though I was never that big a fan of Ugg, the collaboration they did with Bape was really cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I think Bape do some really good collabs, and they kind of still keep it Bape, which is, yeah. like, I think After is really Nico cool. Yeah, left. Yeah, so, and then Palace do some quite good collabs. So Supreme's collabs are getting worse, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. The yeah. quality is just getting, just getting worse and worse. It's not the is, same. It's really not. Like, I remember when I used to queue up and... My friend used to bribe girls to queue up for him, and we used to. <laughs> I don't know. He actually just made me laugh. Like he was like, "Yeah, man, I got this." I'm like, "How did you get this?" He was chilling. He was chilling in the skate with us. I'm like, "Yeah, man, oh, I had this girl waiting in the queue for me." I was like, "Yeah." Was... So he was always just like, he used to always just trying to get like bits and bobs. Like 
I remember we always used to have like different like camp caps and different things back in the day. And then now it's just like it's a completely different thing, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I just can't believe how big the queue is. Like, oh, like yeah, every insane. time, like, and when I skate past Supreme, and it's like the queue is just absolutely like it's insane. Like, and then now in London, you have to like get a ticket the day before or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's mad. It's mad. So, yeah. John and I are on Tinder to ask girls to enter the Supreme lines for us. So, please, please. So, sorry. No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna move on. You, you go right ahead. No, carry on. It's fine. Okay. Uh, we've asked you a lot of pretty serious questions, questions about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. We like to to ask some really hard hitting questions on this podcast. Um, so taking it more in a in a serious direction, how many jars of peanut butter do you think you could eat in a week? Um, I think in the past probably about three, but these days about one. Um, yeah. I just. I don't think I use it as much as I used to. I used to eat a lot more peanut butter in the past, um, yeah. but these days I don't. I don't think I don't eat as much peanut butter. So I'd say about one jar in a week. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we've had we've had guests answer like up to seven or maybe eight. Seven? No, yeah. somebody said ten. Ten. We said ten. What are they doing with the peanut butter? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I think one of the uh, the superposition boys said that he could go through about. Seven or ten? Oh, I thought he said seven. My bad. No, I, I remember seven. we were like losing our minds. I yeah. know. Like, <laughs> what are you doing with the peanut butter? I think just eating straight peanut butter. Oh just yeah. Going wow. for gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Seven, you know, that's a lot of peanut butter. It's a lot of protein. You better be lifting. That's a lot of protein, honestly. <laughs> pr- pr- off the off the gym. <laughs> yeah. Just oh my eat, god. Eat a jar after the gym. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, um, being this person involved in a lot of different facets of pop culture, fashion, music, art, everything like that, what are some of your inspirations across those? Um, definitely, um, a lot of things actually. Um, I'm really into art. Um, well, I'm into art. Um, I think since like school times, I've always like been into like photos, drawings, like clothing materials, um, music, um, beats. I don't know, like, I think I've always had interest in, like, different cultures, especially, I think, from the times that we used to dance, it was such a a mix of, like, so many different people. So I guess I've learned how to, like, take inspiration from, like, different things and different people and um and just like i feel like sometimes you can forget how much like beauty is around you but there's like i guess if you step out of your comfort zone every now and again you'll see things in a completely different life and i feel like art's really interesting like in like every way like whether it's music or drawing or clothing because of how it means something different to every person you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah absolutely very well said so if you've, so you've obviously been a part of fashion collectives and, and shoots and mm. things like that. Um, if you were kind of a designer um, or somebody who was kind of making clothes and you had, you know, unlimited resources, whatever, you know, that, that's not the point of the question. Um, kind of let your imagination run wild. But what would your first runway collection look like? 
Um, probably would be like um, like probably probably fight selection. Probably keep it quite simple. Um, probably be like premium, like sportswear. It doesn't look like sportswear. Probably okay. already been done, but I would just do it in my own kind of way. It would be like, I guess, um, like it'd have like some nineties looking tracksuits. It'd go down to like having like, I guess today's job wear, but in a different way. Um, probably do use a lot of different materials. I think they've been using a lot of scuba material lately as well because it's like easy to manipulate. It's probably not the cheapest stuff, but um, <laughs> easy, to manipul- easy to manipulate and um, it's quite durable as well. So I guess I'd just experiment with that so that the collection would, like, I guess, look seamlessly throughout it and then probably okay. work with something like that. So, yeah. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Um, as a bit of an aside, have you seen, uh, I think they're delaying it, uh, the Olympics, but have you seen the, uh, the Japanese team's skateboarding outfits for the 2020 no, I Olympics? Haven't. I need to have a look at them. Actually, I was going to, I was meaning to actually check that out. Are they the Nike kits? So? Uh, I'm not sure if they're Nike. They're, they're sick okay. though. So they're, they're one piece, at least the men's they're one piece, all red, kind of like workwear inspired. Oh, uh, sick. Okay. Sick. They're absolutely insane. Yeah. I'll, I'll find the photos and shoot them into our group chat. Okay, They're sick. Awesome. So is it like a is it like a boiler suit kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. That's okay, awesome. sick. That sounds just dope. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I know yeah. the the Dutch artist Para. He did the Nike kits for for all the Nike sponsored countries for their skate. Okay, sick. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Be cool. Yeah, he's done some Nike SB collabs and stuff in the past. So. Yeah, I was I was really looking forward to the Olympics. I was gonna be like, that was gonna be yeah, insane. skateboarding in the Olympics. I was so ready. I know. I know. I guess same. we'll get it. We'll get it next year. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, they got more time to practice. Yeah, they do. <laughs> exactly. Everyone get out and go skate, but stay six feet away from each other. Oh, I was yep. completely wrong. Sorry, it's the it's the France it's France's team that has the Oh the not Japan. Oh, okay. No, not Japan. I thought they were all red, so I was like, Oh, it must be Japan. But no, it's it's France and I think it's the women's. Uh I'm not sure if the That's men sick. will do it as well. But it's it's super it's super cool. Yeah, those sound great. <laughs> so Moving on to our final question. This is a hard hitter. Keeps people up at night. It's a big <laughs> one. If you were given a year, do you think you could eat a wooden door, including its hinges and doorknob? And if yes, how would you go about doing so? Um, I think if I had to, I would try. Um, I don't know about the hinge, though, because I feel like the rest of it will probably be like broken down in something. Yeah. Like sawdust, what's like, into something? But at the door hinge, I don't really know because like melting metal to the point where it's like digestible is a bit like a bit tedious. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know about the hinge, but possibly the door, especially because yeah. you've got a year to do it. I feel like just a little know. bit each day. Stand <laughs> exactly. <that grind. laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think it'd be tough, but I think it's doable. Some mm. guy back in the 70s ate a plane in two years. So Why? I don't know, man. Why do people do, do, people do these things? I don't Human accomplishment. <laughs> humans, I think humans just have some wild ideas one day. Yeah, I don't know if he was, if he was all right, but uh, he did it. He pulled it off. It's like when you're drunk and you're like, I'm going to walk home. Why? Why do you? Why? <laughs> Take an Uber. <laughs> don't eat Honestly. a plane. Honestly. Ugh. All right, good answer. 
And that that wraps up our main portion of this podcast. But before we start our goodbye messaging, um, we would like to know, we are an audio medium, so we would like to know what's a song that you've been really enjoying lately for our song of the week section. Okay, one second. I'm going to just get it up. For sure. So while you're looking that up, I guess I can go into mine. Um, so my song of the week is by a Japanese artist uh, named Kingo Hamada. Um, and the song, the, the title is in Japanese, but it's it's been translated. It's called Dolphin in Town. Um, it might not sound familiar, but I almost guarantee that you've heard it before. Um, okay. Just through like various... I don't know, YouTube rabbit holes that sometimes you fall down. Um, if you give it a listen, you'll definitely recognize it. But uh, it's a great song. It's like Japanese city pop from, I think, the 80s or 90s. Um, Sick. It's really upbeat. I like it a lot. Yeah, I have to listen to that after this and see if I've if I've heard it before. Yeah. Nice. Ethan, do you have your song? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find it now. Um, It was... I think my Apple, Apple thing's moving crazy. Wait, one second. All good. One second. It was... I think it was a Dominic Fike song. There's, like, one... There's, like... It's not the most popular one, but it's, like, there's one that's really cool. I need to find what it's called again. Um, I think it's called... Yeah, it's called... No, it's King of Everything. It's actually okay. such a, like... Uh, it's a really nice song. It's, like... Um, it's like talking about like when you're when you're when you're like home alone, your parents are gone. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. And it's like I'm the, it. I'm the king of everything, and everybody knows. Dun, dun. It's actually it's actually really nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool song. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who hasn't checked that out, I think it sounds familiar. I think I've heard it before, but um, nice, nice. Um. Before I go into my song of the week, if anyone does want to find these, we do have a ongoing Spotify playlist called Pair of Kings, where we add our songs of the week each and every week, so uh, the listeners at home can hear those. Additionally, we have another playlist called Pair of Kings Favorite Songs that we just add to each week, in and out, uh, just whatever Saul and I are listening to. But my song of the week is Grown Up by Danny Brown. Uh, mm. Danny's Danny's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, he's a no, Detroit guy. My dad's from Detroit, so got that local connection. And uh, he's just super, super talented. Super funny guy as well. So if you haven't, if you aren't familiar with that song, go check it out. Okay, I would you? Nice. So now, before we sign off, um, Ethan, if you have any shout-outs, any any things you want to get off your chest, any, I don't know, people you want to shout out, uh, things plug to your plug. own stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is your time. Right, cool. go, go absolutely crazy. All right, cool. Um, I had a single out last week called like barriers. Um, do it's fire. It's on Spotify and Apple music and other platforms as well. So go check that out. Um, shout out left delay and shout out my friends at warehouse as well. And, and shout out my mom as well. Cause she made me. So yeah. <laughs> And I think that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, to everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Ethan for joining us this week. Uh, it's been really awesome to talk to you. Um, get to know you a little bit. Uh, you can yeah, find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod. You can find Ethan 
on Instagram at Bushy Brow Eth. That's B U S H Y B R O W E T H. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to chat, talk, whatever it may be, uh, shoot us a DM. We love to talk. Um, we've also got a Discord server going strong. Um, and if you want the link, just hop in the DMs and ask there. We uh, put that in the story every once in a while. Um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Yes, indeed. Once again, thank you so much, Ethan, for joining us today. Thanks uh, for having me, man. Yeah, it's been a blast. As always, this has been Pair of Kings, where you're bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Have a good day. Yeah. Take care, guys. <laughs>